Hi, podcasting from New York. They say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is Pushing Boundaries. Most of today's commentary on complex social issues is binary, unproductive, and flat-out lazy. With this podcast, I'm looking to hopefully elevate these conversations, and as a lifelong educator, hopefully learn a few things along with you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Pushing Boundaries. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to hear from you all. I'm glad to speak to you. Let's join me in this conversation. It's something very unique, uh, but I think it's something we want to talk about. Very interesting. AI, is it just hype? What am I talking about? I'm talking about artificial intelligence. Do we know what that means? Well, artificial intelligence, you see it often in your Hollywood films. Um, You've seen it in in things that are right in front of you, that are directly in front of you. I'm going to get more into that. You see it in your series. You see it in your Alexa. You see it in your your smart televisions. You see it in your smartphones. That's all artificial intelligence. We're recently seeing it with the Tesla models that have been released on the streets. That is artificial intelligence. If you've gone to some supermarkets, you've seen those robots that come around and they they wish you a a happy happy day or or good morning or good afternoon. Can I help you? That is AI. Your self-checkout machines. That is artificial intelligence. All of those are indicators of artificial intelligence. But is it just hype? You know, let me tell you something. Artificial intelligence is going far beyond than where we thought it would go. So one of the things that I want to explain to you right now is that artificial intelligence is something based on neural networks. Now, let me make this simple for everyone to understand. Think of like a complex spider web. You ever gone in the backyard or some sort of woody area and you've seen like this really big spider web with the intricate patterns in the spider web, like there's no gaps in the spider web. And all of those, those, uh, uh, the strings that are connected to the spider web are signals that the spider receives when it catches a fly or catches something, right? And so if there's any vibration, it could tell if it's wind, if it could tell if it's rain, but if there's any vibration that is unique to any area of that web, that spider is going to move in that direction because it knows it captured something or caught something. So that's something that that's what that's how AI operates. It's like a neural network. So it's like a big spider web, right? That's designed after the human brain. And what it does is it's like it's a so so uh, researchers and developers created a software that operates behind your human your human brain, and and similar to a spider web. And what they do is they it works based on exposure. So anything that it's exposed to, it learns. It learns how it how it runs, how it moves, what color it is, why it does something, what's the impact of if it was the cause and effect of 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 relationship with that that uh, that object or that thing, and it's constantly picking up on vibrations or the environment and learning. They call this deep deep learning, right? And the deep learning is that. You put it anywhere and you just leave it there and it learns, right? And as it learns, it comes back with answers in that environment. So if you ask it anything that is relevant to that environment, that software should be able to give you some answers or that computer application should be able to give you some answers. 
you you see it happening already with your Alexa and your series, right? So once your series, once you continue to interact with Alexa or series, all of a sudden it automatically knows what you want to do, right? It kind of predicts, oh, do you want to listen to this today? Or do you want to listen to this right now? Do you want me to turn on the lights? You want me to turn off the lights? And then it begins to communicate to you in a very predictable way because it begins to understand your patterns of behavior and then it begins to adapt resources to address those patterns of behavior, right? So the the model behind it is that AI is supposed to think, it's supposed to learn, so think and learn through exposure. And they, it's supposed to do this, not at human levels, but at superhuman levels. So whatever the human can do, it should, need, it should be able to do much, 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 much faster. I mean, super fast. Um, we don't have, you know, it's funny that we, we do a comparison between AI and humans. We can't compare to, uh, to AI because AI never sleeps. It keeps learning around the clock, 24-7. After a while, you know, we, we, we get so much information during the day. If we read and we're watching television or we engage in our our, our, tele, our, our, our um, cell phones or we engage in the computer, after a while, we run out of uh, stamina to stay awake and keep learning. After a while, we can't even learn. That's why it's so difficult for us to sit in a classroom or some sort of lecture or some sort of informational session for more than 15 minutes because then after that, our brain begins to wander, right? But this is not the case for artificial, artificial intelligence. It stays on task. It's not, doesn't lose focus after 15 minutes. It keeps going, right? And so there are two types of AI. The old type of AI that we all are familiar with is called narrow artificial intelligence. Again, that's called narrow artificial intelligence. That is, that is uh, 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 visible in devices like Alexa, Series, face recognition, right? So when you turn on your computer and you want it to recognize your face to unlock, that's a narrow artificial intelligence. Uh, auto tagging on Facebook. So when you do uh, put a photo up, it, after a while, if you put in names in, in the, uh, the photographs of who represents the different characters on Facebook, they'll be able to identify them all over Facebook. So it doesn't matter. Once you put a name to that, they would through face recognition, that photo of that individual will be captured all over the web because you've you've identified that person with that name and then now they recognize it through face recognition. So so that's called auto tagging through Facebook. Our, our routes to Amazon. Would you believe that Amazon, when drivers leave the factory, the artificial intelligence that they have in their vehicles, based on how many drivers left and the time that they left and the traffic that's around them? It creates automatically for that day the routes that they need to take to drop off uh, your packages. So it's never the same. It's not like the postal services where somebody takes a block and they take a very specific route. No, this is very different. This is a situation where you get up and there's a lot of traffic on the west side. So they're going to take you on the east side and you're going to be delivering on that side today because your vehicle is in, in, a, in a pattern that will be the most successful in terms of time of delivery. And so that's that's very interesting, and that's artificial intelligence narrow. So so far, I've given you a, a list of narrow artificial intelligence. The next one is bank customer service. You, would you believe it or not? You know, we, we all have done it. We've now that our banks are online, we call customer service, and you think that it's the branch that's up the block from your house. No, it could be in another country, it could be in another state, and the artificial intelligence depends on the the load of of calls that are being made. Uh, to the uh, customer service centers will reroute calls to individuals who are available. And so that's why you're able to get, you know, call somebody and, and it rings within two, uh, two rings.
because it, it, it depends, right? So if there's a person that's available in Atlanta, Georgia, in two rings, they'll pick up. If they're busy and they have, you know, a person on the phone, then it'll reroute and take you to another state or take you to another country. That's also controlled by artificial intelligence. There's no manual person doing that, but the computer is doing that by design. And then the other one is the Tesla Model 3. So the Tesla Model 3 is a version, the, the uh, entry model version of the Tesla. And don't believe the hype that it's the, cheap, it's the cheapest version of the car. Once you do the add-ons, it becomes a very expensive model. But Tesla Model 3, what's going on with uh, Elon Musk is that car is being driven uh, by people all over the country and all over the world right now because what he's doing is the artificial intelligence is studying the pattern of the way people drive in certain areas and regions of the world and it's adapting the car to 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 drive its best in that region of the world right it's also learning the patterns of 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 the traffic it's learning uh routes it's learning you know the construction site is learning how to read the language of the area of what's happening in terms of disturbances with with traffic and things that are in the way and obstacles and, and, and things that are a challenge to your safety, it's, it's doing a study of that. And what it does is it takes to, so the Tesla uh, artificial intelligence centers, what they do is they the, the computers read all of this information, they compile it together and they develop patterns of behaviors for certain regions. And then also patterns of behavior based on very specific drivers. Um, in my case, you know, I happen to drive one of those and I had an issue with the windshield wipers wasn't working as I was driving and, and it was raining and, and the windshield wipers wouldn't come on and I had to kept kept turning it on, kept turning it on. And I was like, why? Well, you know, like the, the, the sensor on a car is not capturing like light rain. And so I have to keep turning this thing on and off. Right. The next day when I woke up, there was a there was a, um, a download into the car and based on sensitive rain, the car began to wipe its windows based on the, my patterns of behavior because I was asking for something and the artificial intelligence addressed it the next day. And so so generally, narrow artificial intelligence is generally good at a, a very specific skill. That's the behavior in, in the lane that they work in. But there's something, they move. we're moving past that now. We're moving towards something called artificial general intelligence. So this is a little more, this is way more complex, artificial general intelligence this is not ai ai again is based on a very specific skill artificial general intelligence is based on your hollywood movies like westworld if you know westworld it's on hbo right now amazing i recommend it take a look at it um you might want to watch the movie ai which is a good another good example of what artificial general intelligence could look like uh the matrix is another example ex machina is another example the Day the Earth Stood Still, iRobot, The Terminator, and Blade Runner are all examples of artificial general intelligence, right? So artificial general intelligence promises to learn any task at human or superhuman level. It's a system that can master new skills quickly, perhaps by watching a single demonstration or just by reading with no training at all and maybe entirely at its own initiative. Ooh. So take a moment to digest that. Yeah, exactly. So is this just hype? Well, let's put our money where our mouth is, right? So Microsoft uh, invested $1 billion to a company called OpenAI. Is it just hype? 
Is it just hype? Two, PayPal, LinkedIn, Elon Musk, Alt Altman, and Brockman together invested $1 billion into AI. But not specifically not AI, but AGI, Artificial General Intelligence. Google bought a company called DeepMind for $650 million. Is it just hype? DeepMind's budget, just to operate DeepMind's budget, it cost them $746 million in 2018. That was to take care of administrative, staff, and computing. The researchers in this field make six to seven figures annually. So if you want to steer your children or you want to steer yourself into a career, oh, it's big money there. It's big money. All right, number five, the initial backers that invest in AGI or artificial intelligence, or AGI specifically in these companies, can earn up to a hundred times their investment. Once it goes beyond, once it gets beyond a hundred times their investment, it then goes off, the money splits off into the nonprofit arm of the organization, which we'll get into later with that or who that organization is. And by by 2023, there'll be a it's estimated that a total of $50 billion will be spent in artificial general intelligence. Is it just hype? Now, where are you in this? I know we all live in a life and we're doing a lot of different things, but this can change the game. So pay attention. Artificial general intelligence is a very different ball game in terms of how we look out here, right? Um, you know, COVID is one thing, but, uh, you know, artificial general intelligence is another thing. And as I get through it, we'll you'll understand more of what this means. All right, so here are some, this is like the Cold War or an arms race, right? You know, which what the Cold War was about, right? Between uh, uh, communist countries and, and democratic countries and namely, uh, really mainly uh, 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 Russia and the United States. And so, you know, just it was stockpiling of weapons to make sure, you know, if you had 100, 100 missiles, I'm gonna make sure I have 100 missiles. If you have nuclear weapons, uh, missiles. I'm going to make sure I have nuclear missiles. If you have uh, 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 gas grenades, I'm going to have gas grenades. If you have 101, I'm going to have 102. If you got, you know, AK-47s and you have 50, I'm going to have 52. And it went back and forth between the United States and, and Russia for a very long time. The arms race and those kind of um, uh, battles have ended and we're in something very new today. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but it's very new in terms of the warfare that we, we uh, engage in today. All right. So, Here's some of the thinking behind this in terms of the 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 um, the philosophies and ideas and and the, the beliefs. Right. So there, there's there's a there's a there's like a um, there's a following here. Right. Of passionate people that are that are fanatic about this process. And so here are some some of the things that they're saying. This is about capturing the next the next great pool of wealth and technology, says Craig LeClaire, Forrester Research Group. He compares electricity in its potential impact. So he compares this artificial general intelligence to electricity's impact on our world, right? Another guy says, it's more profound than fire, says Pakai. He's the CEO at Alphabet, which is, you know, we all know as Google. More profound than fire. Pay attention, people. Another one, a, a, benef a benefit, a benefit, 
all of humanity, a benefit to all of humanity, a benefit to all of humanity. This says Elon Musk. Okay, so this is this is some of the beliefs behind um, this thinking with artificial general intelligence and how important it is. But at the same time, Elon Musk, he, he, he kind of contradicts himself because he says at the pace of progress in artificial intelligence, I'm referring to now our AI, is incredibly fast. Unless you have direct exposure to groups like DeepMind, which is a company that deals in artificial intelligence, you have no idea how fast it is growing at a pace close to exponential. The risk of something seriously dangerous happening is in the five-year time frame, 10 years at most. This is not a case of crying wolf. Now, remember, this is uh, this is all referenced from Fortune, Fortune, Fortune Magazine 2020, February 2020 issue. So this is pretty recent. You're either, and the last one, you're either a believer or you're not, said Pathmise Nicholson. You're either a believer or you're not. Okay. That's good. We'll leave that there. Let's go to number three. Is it just hype? So the companies that are leading this work are there four large companies that are really engaged heavily in this work. There are other uh, smaller companies that are uh, doing some 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 work in the area, but these are the, really the main headliners of this work. So number one is a company called OpenAI in San Francisco. Uh, this company, their mission is to benefit humanity. Okay, this this is the company that Elon Musk and many are, are investing in um, with that belief. Um, and they believe that the spider web that I talked to you about in the beginning needs to be very large. They believe that the larger the spider web is, the better it is at learning and being able to self-sustain itself and learning. Remember AI, the other thing that you need to know about AI is AI is not, so AI is, is the, the intention of AI is that when they push the web out there, the web grows larger and larger as the, as it, as it gets exposed. And not only does it go grow larger and larger, but it begins to answer the questions that you have at will. And so this is not me going in and doing constant algorithms and, and constant updating to this program. No, this, this, this technology is, is learning on its own and is growing and becoming more sophisticated, independent of a human, right? And so that's what AI is. It's outside of, of, of human adaptation or human modeling. Right now, there is, there's some human control in it and a lot of it, but they wanna get it to a point where it's self-sustaining. And that's why you need to probably look at Westworld, especially um, this last season. Um, it really shows you uh, the extent of how this AI should operate. One of the things that this AI, if you want to get really clear about what it did, what recently was, they developed a, a artificial arm that solved the Rubik's Cube. So if you don't know Rubik's Cube, Rubik's Cube, Rubik's Cube was like five, what is it, like five sides and it has five different colors and you could, you could, you could with two hands you arrange you arrange the uh, you mix it up and then you have to arrange the colors back in to the same patterns of color the same color right very difficult to do most humans can't do it right there are a few that can really get in there and it can you know after several hours they can get in there some people could do it in 30 minutes and some people can do it in, you know it's competition of how long it takes you to do it but it's a very complex task in terms of taking this mathematical uh, cube and then trying to rearrange it so that you have the same color patterns on all sides, right? Um, well, they developed a, a, a robotic arm for the first time that's able to do this. Now, you got to really think deeply about what that means, right? So if you got a robotic arm that's able to do it, first is how did you see those colors? 
How did you see the colors, right? A robotic arm. How did you, and then they said that what made it, what made it really amazing is when they got it to a point where the robotic hand didn't drop the Rubik's Cube, right? Amazing. Now we're talking about, they, they're talking about one hand, right? Doing this. So imagine, so imagine this, this, this robotic arm really deciphering what colors belong where, changing the shape, moving it, rearranging it, doing all the things that a human mind has to think. And just think about what you need to do, the kind of skills in your brain that has to take place in order to rearrange Rubik's Cube. So we got into a point now where a robotic hand is able to do that. I'll take a moment to let you think about that. Okay, let's move forward. Number two. Well, let's see here. Let me just make sure I'm on the right one here. I just want to make sure we're on task. Number two is, is, a, is a company called DeepMind. DeepMind was founded in 2010. It's uh, London-based. And their mission is to solve intelligence, then use that to solve everything else. Let me say that again. Their mission is to solve intelligence, then use that to solve everything else. And their approach to this work is to look into the human brain for inspiration to create nimble, sophisticated algorithms, right? 2010, they are at the head of all of this work. There's no other like them. They are at the head of this. They're leading the pack in this work, leading the pack. So pay attention to them. If you want to get some stock, you might want to invest in them. DeepMind 2010, London-based, all right? The first company that I spoke about in San Francisco uh, was founded in 2015, okay? All right, so let's go to number three. Number three, the third largest company in this work is called Google Brain. Google Brain. This was, this was founded in 2011 at Stanford University. And their mission is to create AI with the intelligence of a child. Now, you may think, oh, why would they want to create uh, AI as an intelligence of a child? It's not about the lack of knowledge that that child has. It's about the curiosity that the child has for learning. It's about the way children learn. It's about the younger they are, how much they absorb and how much they want to absorb. So one of the things as we get older and we have biases or what we have experiences, they create biases, right? They create fears and we don't learn the same way, right? We, we start to put up obstacles in the way we learn. And so we're not lifelong learners. We become somewhat stag, uh, 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 we become uh, uh, stagnated in our processes because we have all of these beliefs that we've developed from experiences that don't allow us to learn freely and, and to live freely, right? And so when you... When you, uh, when they, in order for them to create an AI that have the, has the intelligence of a, of a child, that's very significant in that that child is always curious about learning and excited about learning and absorbing everything. And remember, this child doesn't go to sleep. This child is active 24-7. So this is Google Brain, 2011, Stanford University. They, their, their process and their approach to learning is that they want to, this artificial intelligence is processing natural language. So language comes in all forms. Birds have language. Uh, uh, dogs have language. Humans have language. You know, there's even, even planes have language, right? There's language in everything that is moving and doing something in our society. 
Well, this artificial intelligence, th its work is to interpret that language, find meaning, and 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 offer solutions, and digest that information. It's a very different approach to how um, they want to deal with artificial intelligence. So, pay attention to Google Brain, 2011. Number four is Facebook. Yes, Facebook. So Facebook is their goal. The first word, Facebook AI. Facebook Artificial Intelligence Research Group, research, that's the name of the company, was founded in 2013. And their mission is to create human-like AI. So they want to create humans that are artificial intelligence. So when you look to the right, that may not be a quote-unquote real person, right? Um, you might have a computer identity next to you, right? When we say gender identities, we got computer identities. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But that's that's what they're looking to do, right? Um, so pay attention to that. And I just want to let you know, is it just hype? Okay, so this 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 artificial intelligence, their approach is to first of all, they 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 this is how they monitor it. They want it to be unsu under unsupervised and self-supervised. So they want this. Artificial intelligence are this, this, they say this is a child or this is a little boy or this little girl that's artificial intelligence. They want it to be like humans. So they want it to be somewhat unsupervised and self-supervised and so in terms of around some core values, right? And so that it begins to monitor itself in society. And so that's what they mean by unsupervised and self-supervised. They don't want to, this unit, uh, artificial intelligence to have to come in and check in and then they have to regulate it. They want this, this this um technology to go out into the world and coexist with everyone else right um and they have something called a, a vision algorithm they want this 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 artificial intelligence uh, intelligent uh, agents to detect objects draw boundaries around them and identify them and so they want to do more sight on this um artificial intelligence so what it sees it'll begin to interpret which is which is very human like because we interpret what we see right we make perceptions based on what we see and sometimes that's oftentimes that's not the truth is it's more more stuff going on behind it what we see right okay so we've got that down we've got we got one two three so now let's go between a match between man and machine where do we stand in this in this match man and machine well let me just tell you this so one of the things that I pulled from the magazine was this, this statement here. Imagine that rather than assign a 15 person task force to decide where your company should build a new factory, you simply ask your company's AGI. It would make a recommendation and produce a report explaining its reasoning. And it would do all of this in minutes, not weeks or months. It would take the human task force. Okay, so that, that tells you where man and machine, uh, where they compete. And I mean, who where man has a chance in this saw uh, the uh, computers, right? Now, so here's what's going on right now behind the scenes. They are taking some of the, so there, there, are, there are video games that they did, like Call of Duty. There's a, like, there's a lot of games that we have today that are games that have ends, right? They're designed only to a limit. And so you can turn those game can't turn those games over. You know when you turn them over because you, you get the credits at the end. However, some of the older games that were played by our parents and our grandparents, 
and great-grandparents were games like Pong, Space Invaders, Breakout, uh, Chester's current two, but Go and Data 2 were those games that were early day games. Those early day, day games had the capacity to go on forever, right? They had the capacity to um, push the limits of human intellect. Um, and they, what they've done is they've taken the best of all of those games, gamers, and they put them against computers. Now, you know, even with the chess, uh, master, the master chess players, you know that they, um, they're also famous because they beat the best in the world and they also beat the best technology in the world. Well, now they've, they've developed technology that can actually beat them, right? So here's how it goes. This is how fast they learn. So over a 10 months period of training, the bots, uh, artificial intelligence, racked up the equivalent of 45,000 human years worth of data to playing experience. Over 10 months of training, the bots racked up the equivalent of 45,000 human years worth of data to playing experience. Once they come to the table with that, no human can win. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here in terms of capacity of this artificial intelligence. And we're talking about a very um, narrow area in terms of the testing. But this is the, the competition that we mean. Um, okay, and the critics, what are the critics saying about this? The critics are saying, listen, well, let me, let me give you a chance to hear what you have to say. What do you say about this? Well, let me tell you what the critics are saying. This could become responsible for fake news and schemes to raise money for AGI. Okay. This is saying, in other words, they're saying that companies can push out information and <clears throat> in terms of the, the potential of AI and raise money for their companies. And the reason why they want to raise money for their companies is because even though these investors have invested like $1 billion, it is a very expensive proposition to sustain this research without any sort of uh, capital or, or um, uh, profit being made from it, right? And because it's all research at this point, we, they haven't put anything out there yet. No one's paid for anything. And so it's only it's one-sided in that they're designing and they're researching and they're building, but they're not selling anything. And so there's no capital. So what they've done is they open the structure, the financial structure, and they're asking for capital venture, venture uh, capitalists, uh, uh, capital investments from outside investors. Um, and so that's one. And they're also offering the researchers to own um, stock in the company. And so that they have a stake in the game. And so it's not a, just a, a paid game, but it's like, I got a stake in this win. So if I win, my stock wins, I'm gonna become a, you know, a rich guy, a rich woman. Okay, so that's what they're talking about. But we know that artificial intelligence has worked its way in Facebook and other uh, mediums to uh, influence our um, elections in the United States, right? And so it's already happening. All right, so number two, Companies might succeed in creating superhuman intelligence and then lose control of it. This is something that we all fear, right? So if these, if this artificial intelligence can learn and, and can do a lot of these things on its own, how far will it go to the point that it'll acknowledge that, listen, we're, we're still in control? When does it say, like, listen, I'm in control <laughs> or I know more than you or I'm more, I'm more superior than you. So this the game has to change in terms of the balance of power. So. That's a real fear there. That's a real concern. All right. Um, the next one is the three. A single company controlling such a powerful technology. So there's an arms race between these four companies. Who's going to get it first? 
Microsoft was late in the game. They saw Google make a move, a big move when they when they uh, acquired DeepMind, and they said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute," and they got on board with um, with uh, 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 OpenAI, and they're in this race, and they put a lot of money behind it. So Microsoft put solely one billion dollars in it, whereas OpenAI had a collection a consortium of billionaires put up one billion dollars. So they put up collection, put up one billion dollars, and they still had of the game. Whereas Microsoft said, "Listen, I got to catch up," and they put one billion dollars solely one person in that organization to catch up. All right. So um, what happens when one of them controls such a powerful technology, you know, and we're talking about humans, right? Humans who have faults and and, um, uh, you know, poor behavior, poor decisions based on our emotional and experiences that we have in our life. And we're in control of this stuff. And so what happens when we have a bad day? Right. And then and the last one, the critics say this is purely theoretical. This is come on. This is just made up in the movies. This can't be true. This can never happen. Right. We've seen that before. We know what happens when we see things in the movies. We saw the Jetsons, right? If you watch the Jetsons today, for those who don't know the Jetsons, look up the Jetsons. Look at the Jetsons today. That was years ago, right? Years ago. Watch the Jetsons in terms of the cartoons. They were talking about things that were to come and how many things exist today. And lastly, closing. Either... You're either a believer or you're not. Again, you're either a believer or not. Artificial intelligence has now moved this game to artificial general intelligence. Thanks for listening. Leave comments on my Facebook page. Yes, yes, yes. I have a Facebook page now because I wasn't getting dialogue from the folks that are listening and I appreciate you listening. But I'd like for you to get on my Facebook page at Pushing Boundaries. P-U-S-H-E-N-B-O-U-N-D-A-R-I-E-S. Pushing boundaries and drop a comment on the episode. Let's get a dialogue and a debate going. I'd like to engage you in this and let's talk about it. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pushing Boundaries. Once again, my name is Sharif Rucker. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor by commenting, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with everyone you know. All of these things are free and take very little effort, but would mean the world to me. Thanks again and stay tuned.